Great moves out. Jones is the running back. Fake to Jones. Over the top they go. Oh, and it was a pass to Haig, the extra lineman we had just mentioned. He had a chance to make the catch. <laughs> Minus three with Dave Damashek and Jeff Schwartz. Do it, fellas. Spoiler alert, things still worked out for Tom Brady and company in the end. Well, that was after the Super Bowl, but before the boat ride. Let's talk about all of it. Hi and hello and welcome to Minus Three presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Tune in all through the sports calendar for exclusive offers and odds boosts. FanDuel, more ways to win and make sure whatever sport you're laying a little action on, make sure you're doing it. FanDuel.com slash minus three. That's the word minus and the number three. And as always, make sure you're following us at minus three pod. All right, let's jump into it here. I don't know. Maybe we should just skip right over Super Sunday and get to Wild Wednesday, Wacky Wednesday, some day drinking from Tom Brady and pals out on that boat. Jeff Schwartz, what's the poop, fella? How are you? I am. Uh, I'm doing great. Um, I woke up on Wednesday. Well, obviously, this is today's not Wednesday, but woke up Wednesday, kind of recovered from the Super Bowl. It was up late Super Bowl night Monday. I'm not a good napper, so like Monday didn't really nap. I was still fired up about the game, watching the film, you know, talking about it. Tuesday, and then Wednesday, I woke up. I felt refreshed. I'm glad to be here recording with you. I am a little sad, though, because today is my last day on minus three. Um, you know, Sal, I mentioned on the other, on extra points about how we're rotating out the football guest, um, our football seasonal guest host, I guess. I don't know how to say it, but I'm I'm sad. I've, I've had a lot of fun doing the show with you. Um, you know, we, we are hoping to find ways to keep me in the network and, um, we had, a, we had a lot of fun this year, man. It was a good I show. trust I trust that that is a, a given. And even if uh, you're not getting loot, I hope it's the allure of Eddie Spaghetti's, uh, you know, verbal gems that'll keep you coming back for more in the offseason here, Jeff Schwartz. I, if nothing I have else, to say the, uh, the football never sleeps. So there's plenty to there's plenty to talk about. There's plenty to gamble on. Um, there's plenty of wagers to be made. Um, you know, I watch basketball. I watch football. I watch baseball. Baseball. Oh, betting on baseball is very frustrating. It's too bad. This is the first year, if I, unless I'm mistaken, that we don't have an alternative pro football league to look at right now to get to kind of like pretend that we're maybe going to get into uh, it for a few weeks before it gets shut down. It seems like we had those two. Did two we have that years. back to two straight two, years? Yeah. Anyway, we do have uh, one double A football FCS starting up, I believe, next weekend. Uh, well, okay, we have that. What we also have is the most captivating of all football games, especially for the for the have-nots in pro football. That's the free agency period, the draft period, and, of course, the spinning QB carousel. I want to dig in on that. We also have spaghetti and meatballs coming at you in just a little while, our breakdown of uh, the NHL's best division here in 2021 with Eddie Spaghetti and Mikey Meatballs. We'll have that in just a little bit. Um, and uh, we want to get in some rear view mirror stuff real quick on Super Bowl 55 from uh, from a guy who gets it uh, in the offensive line. We did talk about that last week, the week before. And yet, Jeff Schwartz, you had the gall, the temerity after the game to say, oh, yeah, I told everybody that, uh, that the did. Bucks were going to win this game. You insinuated it, but you also went public with a 38-27 to final score for the Kansas City Chiefs, who did get it right, 
Dave Damashek. That's who. Dave Damashek told to you exactly. But did I tell you exactly? But I mean, you know, where's my parade already? Did I, I tell text. you exactly how this game was going to go? I, I it's not like I just. It's not like I just threw darts. I threw. I'm just saying. I want to give myself a parade. Congratulations. I, You're right. But I didn't just say that the Bucks were going to win because I just think I just that's why I think I told you exactly why they were going to win. Everyone who had eyes saw this coming, except most of us thought Mahomes could overcome all of it. Like we thought that he had done for so many times before had overcome. I have a text message from Sunday before the game saying I'd bet on Tampa. (laughs) Like that's like that. The problem is my brother who didn't play in the games on the Chiefs. I cannot go out and say the Chiefs are going to lose. However, I did on my pregame show on Sunday, and I, I gave my – we did the scores for extra points like on Tuesday, and I, I changed my score. I adjusted it by the end of the week, the 34-31 Kansas City. But on my pregame show for Fox I, – I, <laughs> You still picked the Chiefs. I did. Um, but, I, but, but I'll tell you your what – Your excuse – you're, no, wait, listen, you're making an excuse. Listen, you're getting yourself listen. off the hook by saying like – I, no, no, no. I changed my pick. I just made the Chiefs winning by less. Listen, but they still lost. No, 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 no. Uh, on my Fox pregame show, I'm in, I'm in a Chiefs jersey, a Chiefs hat. There's four, three other people, so four of us total. I picked Tampa plus three. Everyone mm-hmm. else to Kansas City minus three. I was trying to get – it's a week gone on. Nice. I got progressively more worried about what I thought was always going to happen. Like, I thought to myself all week. I'm like, look. I know I'm going to be a Chiefs homer. I get all that. But look, there's a reason they're, they're good, right? There's a reason why they're back in the Super Bowl. But as a week got long, Dave, I kept thinking to myself, what am I doing? In any other situation, I'd pick the team with a better offensive defensive line. And it wouldn't even be a question. It wouldn't be a question for me. And so by the end of the week, I was like, you know what? I, I just got to stick to my roots. And obviously, publicly, I'm not going to come out and say that they're going to lose. But I've done this once before. AFC Championship game 2018, <laughs> I bet on the Patriots, not the Chiefs. Uh, I was at the game rooting for the Chiefs, but like I thought they were going to lose. So um, I bet on the Chiefs in the Super Bowl last year. That obviously I thought they were going to win. So that worked out well for me. But um, yeah, I, I didn't, I was uh, a little um, a coy with that. Yes, I, Coy. Let, let's call it you were up on Coy Hill. You were trying to be on uh, loyal, living on loyalty lane to your brother, but secretly uh, working the back channels, working in the back alleys, making bets against your brother. But like, uh, we all saw it coming. We all, we all saw this be an issue, and it was worse than we thought it was going to be, but it wasn't, and it wasn't even that. I mean, the, 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 the game plan was not very good. It Just a lot happened. Okay, listen. Like I say, I mean – yeah, we all saw it coming. Yeah, but I actually went on public record and said how it was going to go, and it went that way. Now, I don't want to live life in the rearview mirror, like I say. I want to look ahead. In fact, I feel like this is the perfect time because, I, you know, the calendar um, flips every 12 months uh, from December 31st to January 1st. But, in fact, for the sports fan, I feel like – the end of the Super Bowl is the end of one sports year because as soon as the Super Bowl ends on Monday morning, you start looking around and, and wondering what else is out there. You start dabbling in some NBA, some NHL, some college basketball to get right in time for March Madness and so on. So I feel like here's a good time for us to do this. I want to I want to bury a time capsule and we'll make our predictions. We'll look ahead to what's going to happen in the coming days, weeks, months, and over the course of the next year or so in pro football. I want to I want to dig in all, all that. But real quick, one specific thing I want to talk about from Super Bowl 55 because it's already been picked apart. Do you imagine Schwartz, because you're tied into a Chiefs guy, obviously, with Mitchell and otherwise, and are you getting word 
from Kansas City, Missouri and beyond, that Chiefs fans, as they look back on this one, will be bummed about the offensive line, that they're a little upset about Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and company, or is this one on the refs? Because oh, for geez. all the stuff you can talk about with it, that that last couple of minutes of the first half, if you really pick that apart, that kind of swings the game. If that game go, if if that goes into the locker room at uh, at fourteen six, and by the way, my little boy Jean Claude Van Damashek and I, we had uh, we had we did one of those grid things with the you know points grid uh, end of the half end of the game. If your number lands, yeah. you win. We would have won a thousand dollars, and this boy was over the moon playing wow. this. Your boy and, over here would have won a little bit more, so let's not. Let's okay, but I'm just saying for a little kid that would have been. Can you imagine if I had uh, slipped him a C note for the for the effort of <laughs> riding on the couch with me watching this one? So that alone, the 14 and six was uh, was a heartbreaker on that level. But for uh, for the Chiefs fans, I really do feel like um, the Mike Evans call, the, the the first one, the the holding. Uh, not the deep ball, but the but the one prior to that. Yeah, that yeah. was that was a. I mean, that was just an abject junk call, and I don't know why that flag. And that really is what propels yeah. the uh, the the drive, in my opinion. Right or no? Is that so my getting those chronolo- well, chronologically I, I, right? I, mean, I, I I think so, but it, it uh, the refs obviously did not decide the game. That drive was important, right? Because the Chiefs had the ball at the half, and if Tampa doesn't score there, it's what fourteen six, right? The Chiefs have the ball at the half. They feel a little better about themselves. And then it just snowballed from there. So you're right about that. Now, the, that did not decide the game as the Chiefs' offense couldn't score. But the thing is, the thing about it is the Chiefs' defenders are grabby, like they are. And this referee crew calls a lot of those. And maybe you shouldn't the Super Bowl, and I'm with you there. I think I would rather have consistency along the board. Um, but that's not why they lost the game. Here's why they lost the game. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I think mentally – they just weren't as focused as they had been in the past. And and there's, you know, maybe many reasons for that. Um, but just they they made some mistakes execution-wise on offense. They just really hadn't done all season. Um, wide receivers not looking for passes. Mahomes sometimes not going to the right place. Um, you know, not crisp. The routes weren't crisp. Um, you know, I thought the play calling and the play design, they just were fooled. They thought Bulls would do one thing, did something else. They really didn't make any adjustment off that. I thought they designed a game plan a little bit based off of, you know, a little bit of terror. They're terrified of their offensive line. And so they, they, so they kind of, it's not one specific thing, Dave. It's all of these things all tied together. I think the mentality this year, and it's really hard to say these things because they went, they went, what, uh, fifth, 16 and three. Like it's hard to say all these things because they, they really had a great season. They just didn't win this game. But the, the, and I'm talking about all season. The lackadaisical play sometimes, right? Like, just turning it on when we can turn it on. Eventually, I said, all your guys, you're going to run against a team where you can't do that. That was Tampa Bay. You just couldn't turn it on. Well, I mean, all I'll say, uh, yes, I, I I do think, and people say, like, ah, look at the final score. Was that the reason that the, 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 the Chiefs lost? No, but the game gets away from you a little bit at 20 to 6 going into the locker room. It changes the way you come out of the locker room. And otherwise, if they come out of the locker room at 14 to 6, 
Um, and I, I and I am not one of these 2020 hindsight people who says, why were they calling timeout with uh, 30 seconds to go? It made all the sense in the world to me. Third and two is to, is it like what's likelier that they're not going to get the third and two punt it back. Mahomes is going to throw one pass, get you in the field, go range. And now you're in the locker room at 14, nine. And now it's even more winnable for you. I get all that. But I mean, what it boils down to is, in my opinion, is that. And also, the ball hits Tyreek Hill in the face. If he catches that ball on a dynamite flick of the wrist throw by Mahomes, the conversation is entirely different. Sure. And now, now everything is going to shape in the copycat league to like what did the Bucks do and how do we mimic that and and try to achieve success. So, all right, let's move out of Super Bowl Fifty Five. And if sure. you have any thoughts on it, feel free. Shorts, throw them um, in here. I just, just want to say last th- last thing to about this. Um, I think all the credit and all our conversation should be on what Todd Bowles and the defense did, not what Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs offense failed. I know that's not as fun to talk about, but like I just think we're doing disservice to Tampa Bay. I, I've watched it oh, three times through maybe now. Um, and by the way, Kurt Warner, go to his Twitter. He he breaks the whole game down like play by play. It's, it's I can't believe it's free. Um, he does it for free. I, it's incredible. Go watch it. I learned so much. Um, so like I've watched it like four times through now, I guess. And like you know, you know what Kurt Warner is? What he's a he's a QB wins guy. He and he is too. He really believes QB wins is a stat, even though a lot of people want to argue with me about that. Uh, now, QB, so you like so you like you like him because a QB wins guy. Um so among he, other he, things, yes. Yeah. So so um it's uh I just I don't think we should overlook how well Tampa played. That's it. That's my last thought on this and now it's 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 draft season man it's it's well it's also i know it is draft season it's free agency season and qbs are going to be moving and i wonder how much you talk about these things that we just assumed are definitely true about this is the way the calendar flows i do think between like i said on extra points with cousin sal the other day i really do think that in the copycat league that kyler murray and what the cardinals did with josh rosen and tom brady kind of manufacturing things to get out of new england and not only get to Tampa but then be able to lure other players and but to join in for him for this season or I don't know maybe we'll see if they do in fact uh all this talk the optimism that oh everybody Shaq Barrett and Chris Godwin everybody's coming back let's see until that when their agents get involved and say like I can get you a lot more money somewhere else um we'll see if they if they do in fact end up running it back but I do think that we could see more QB. I mean, look at what Deshaun Watson's trying to do right now. He's trying to will his way out of there. Um, so I, I, I want to talk about all that. But let's talk about the QB at the top of the QB mountain here and Tom Brady and his behavior on Wednesday out on that boat. What it proves to me is I think the top line um, thought from that is day drinking's where it's at. You see, when you're an older man, you figure things out like Tom Brady has. When you're a kid – you want to see like the game becomes like when you're in college or whatever, you're in your 20s. Like there's there's a there's an allure to being out at 345 a.m. And like, yeah, I can't believe we're still we're still, uh, you know, we're we're still throwing them back here and the sun's going to come up and all that. Um, as you get older, you realize the way to do things, the way to really beat life is to is to do it under under uh, the light of day and then as as night falls so do so too does your head on the pillow that's what tom brady did but um short your thoughts and he had his hat on backwards 
which is bad. You can't wear your hat on backwards if you're a QB. Your thoughts of uh, the drunken display from our hero, Tom Brady. The, the funny part about the Colin backwards hat thing is everyone misses the point. And I think it's purposely everyone just it's, – it's, okay. So he just – the backwards hat thing is only, only for like official – interviews with the team like that's the only thing like when tom brady's officially talking to the team he wants no backwards hats but nonetheless um good for tom man you know he, he had an avocado an avocado pot maybe spike, a little spiked avocado smoothie whatever it was and he was hammered he threw the lombardi trophy all seven pounds of that hollow trophy that boat that thing was hollow and only seven pounds um toss it from boat to boat um and you hear his, his daughter in the background saying, no, daddy, don't do that. It's just like he he seems more human lately. And it's obviously um, uh, what his social media team has kind of helped him do is, you know, kind of become more human, I think, on social media. I liked it, man. Look, I, I would have loved to win a championship, and I cannot tell you how I would have acted. I would have had multiple cigars, which is way worse than drinking for you. Um, I would have been just – cigar drunk on the boat it just would have been bad too so i'm i'm glad that he showed himself uh, a little human side i uh yeah cigars don't agree with me i don't know what it is i don't know how to make the cigar smoke only go into my mouth which is the trick like i can't help but get it to go it goes in my lungs whether i want it to or not and then i and then i turn green from it i don't know how like how do you get the smoke into your mouth but it doesn't inhale down into your lungs i just I mean, immediately turn green from cigars i've tried the the marijuana smoking and i can't, i can't do it like i just it doesn't like it just it won't go you down you can't make it go down into you no no i oh, remember yeah. being in high school the, and trying to burn a nail once and there was the same effect the like, I, burned the nail, like Whoa, I can't smoke cigarettes it looks so cool it's such such a shame i can't smoke cigarettes because they they turn well, me green i i was i was, I was the other night a Saturday night, you know, all the work is done for the Super Bowl. I was in the hot tub and um, in my hot tub and I, I was started raining. So I grabbed, I had a cigar in the hot tub. I, I grabbed an umbrella and just sat in the hot tub with an umbrella on smoking my cigar like a weirdo just by myself. My wife was in, uh, out of town. It was just the most glorious 15 minutes of the week. I loved it. And then you had to take, I don't know why you respond to the people on uh, Twitter. Who it's funny. Like, oh, you're a show off. You're a show off. Like, yeah, that, your response shouldn't be. Uh, I'm not showing off anything. I'm just a regular guy. Well, you should be like, you're goddamn right. I'm showing. No, off I do that all the time. I, I talk about how stogie. much money I, I talk about how much money I have all the time. Like, <laughs> there's there's no reason not to. My contract is on the internet. Like, you can go find my salary. Like, it's it's no surprise that I have money. That's the one thing I like about some of these celebrities. Like, I like about Tom Brady too. He doesn't hide his money. Like, he is rich, and it's okay, in my opinion, to, to not fake it. Like, there's a difference between obviously flaunting your wealth in a pandemic um, and just, <laughs> you know, like, no, like, he's got money. Like, why would he pretend he doesn't have money? Um. Well, uh, uh, of course, I'm with you on that one. I do, I do wonder, would you be willing to, like, Tom Brady has deprived himself a lot of things, like booze and uh, bread and I don't know, a fruit and everything else. Would Jeff Schwartz, if I could tell you, you would win two Super Bowls over the next five years. Would you be willing to lose 120 pounds? And you got to keep it off. You got to lose 120 and keep it off. The player? Like, I, what do you mean? Like, yeah. when? When? I'm just saying, if I could say to you, listen, you've got to go through really rugged. I'm like, you could lose 120 pounds. You're physically capable of it, right? I would beat my weight in my bar mitzvah. Like, okay. I, like, I've been this big since I was 15 years old. Um, 
Actually, if I lost 150, 120 pounds, I would be, I probably weigh. You're yeah, physically I, I, capable. It's not like you're so big boned that you can't be under 200 pounds. My, my lean mass was like, was when I played like 275 pounds. Like, I don't like, like, I don't, 120 pounds, I would be dead. For what Super Bowl? Like, I'm retired. What do you mean, win a Super Bowl? What am I doing this bet for? I don't know. I just, I just think it's, uh, I don't know if we're supposed no, to praise just, Brady no, or like we're being, supposed to resent no. him. Like, all right, it's nice to it's nice to achieve things remember, in life, but you go too people, far, Brady. Remember, fat people used to be revered in back way back in the day. So, so mm-hmm. that's that's the way I live my life. So I tell my wife, fat people used to be revered, honey. <laughs> Jeff Schwartz likening himself to a Ruben S model. <laughs> that's what you are. You would have you would have been fancied by King George and Company. Yes. Paint me, paint me like one of your French girls, says Jeff Schwartz. <laughs> All right, let's get to it then. Let's not live life in the rear view mirror. Let's look ahead instead, shall we? And open up, or let's put uh, the time capsule. Let's let's open it up and let's ask some questions, fill in the blank style, and we'll see. We'll dig it back up over the course of the season. We'll bring Jeff Schwartz in and we'll revisit some of these decisions. And the QB carousel has already begun to to spin fast and hard. Matthew Stafford, of course, now a Los Angeles Ram. Um, by the way, I said that uh, to to Cousin Sal. I mean, that's a fun one too to consider. The, the possibilities for Super Bowl 56 already we know in the glorious new stadium in Los Angeles. Chargers versus Rams isn't a crazy bet right out of the gate. If you're looking for a great futures bet. But here we go with our our pro football futures. Um, and, and let's start here. Carson Wentz is probably the next big name QB to move. Carson Wentz will play. In 2021 for Chicago Bears. You think that's going to happen? They just hired John D. Filippo. Like, it just feels Chris Ballard of the Colts, the GM, wants him, I think, but not the price that the Bears are going to pay. Yeah, what a mistake it would be for the Bears. I think they could hope they'll get 2017 Carson Wentz. Poor, poor Bears fans. <clears throat> what is the logic here? I say that the co- everybody talks, including me, about the copycat league, but I also think that in, uh, in a an industry, the QBs are paid millions and millions of dollars, and they've been cheered since they were 11 years old. It's no wonder that they have gigantic e- egos. Don't sleep on the egos of offensive coordinators and head coaches, though. They think, yeah, Carson Wentz has stunk the last couple of years, but I can excuse all that because that was somebody else coaching him. I can fix what's wrong with him, right? That's what's going on with these Bears, Which, but it's especially crazy because the Bears' best quarterback, in the Super Bowl era, really. I mean, this is one of those crazy things. I love to rank the best position groups by franchise in sports. The other side is also crazy. Like Philadelphia Flyers, goalies are are have rarely been good in 45 years. Chicago Bears QB, that might be at the very top of the list. Their best one is Jim McMahon or maybe Jay Cutler. That's the best they've had in – in 55 years, and now they're going out of their way on purpose to try and get Carson Wentz, yeah. right? But this is all owed to their thought process. We can fix this. So here's the reason why this happens is it's all where your draft slot is, okay? So if you're drafted in the first round, everyone thinks they can fix you. No matter how long, it could be 12 years in. Ah, right, we're going to fix you. I saw this personally, and the reason why I have a little gripe about this, because I was drafted in 2008, I was a seventh-round draft pick, and there were players drafted ahead of me in the first or second round. They kept getting chances and chances and chances and chances where I'm a seventh-round guy. I didn't get the same chance. I was better than those guys, but everyone's like, you know what? 
we're going to fix them. We can fix them. We can, we can make, because, you know, so it's, it's all draft slot. Now, obviously it's not everyone. You know, Josh Rosen is everyone says, well, Josh Rosen, well, he's not good. He hasn't shown the ability to be good. Carson Wentz has, he had that one year in 2017. And most people will tell you a little bit of Fugazi, right? Like his red zone numbers were so good. Third down against pressure. Things that kind of revert back to the mean over your career. And, and um, that's what it is, Dave. He was a, he was, the second what second pick right that year, and they think they can fix him. That's all it is. It's not really even ego. It's just that what you're drafted dictates. And I'm a little salty here about how people view you the rest of your career. Listen, I'm a pedigree snob, and I am all about like, wow, that didn't work out in that situation. If you can get him on a, a low risk deal, you do it. I mean, the Patriots have done a lot of that. The the Raiders of the 70s go back to that being their reputation. And, you know, as a Steelers guy, I'm all about Dwayne Haskins getting it, bring him in off the street, low risk. Oh, it didn't work out. He's gone uh, two days later, if that's the way it goes. Um, it makes sense. The problem that does not make sense for the Bears or the Colts, and that's why Chris Ballard isn't going to end up doing it, as I've said all along, is the price tag is just way too rich for a guy who's flawed when there are other viable options out there. I just don't understand um, the thought process there. Now, there's been some smoke about Andrew Luck, but now Chris Ballard, I think, or someone else within the organization has said he's never been further from coming back. Um, So if we assume that's off the table – I then wonder who the Colts QB is, and that brings me to Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson will play for blank. Houston Texans. You think so? I know that they yeah. aren't going to want to deal him, and here's the problem that I keep pointing to with Watson and all these fantasies about him playing for your favorite football team come autumn is that the Texans, unless they they uh, change course here, it seems clear that they're going to hold on to him at minimum until the draft. Uh, and, and probably it seems like they're going to try to hold on to him like grim death, which means they're going to keep him in, into August. And if he's still not showing up, maybe then they deal him and that could swing the entire um, look of the 2021 season. But that would be on the eve. I don't think my read on it is tell me if I'm wrong, if I if you think I'm uh, guessing wrong here. I think Deshaun Watson stays on the Texans, much to his chagrin at least until the draft. I don't think the Texans are going to deal him at minimum until then. This will be a, a, a trade made like what well, Thursday's round one normally, right? It'd be made like Thursday right before the draft or, or maybe even after round one. Like, you know, for example, maybe the Jets at three really want a Justin Fields and the next guy up is Panay Sewell and they, and they don't get Justin Fields, you know, some, for some reason, um, you know, who, I mean, excuse me, the, the Dolphins really want Justin Fields. Let's just say I don't, over to a, and they don't get Justin Fields, at, and at three, they're like, you know what? Let's just trade for Deshaun Watson, something like that, or or, or they draft Panay Sewell at three, and then after the draft on Thursday night or Friday morning, they trade for Deshaun Watson. I mean, so I think it's either going to happen right before the first round or after the first round. The bummer for that is is that all these people who covet Sam Darnold, it's going to be awfully hard for the Jets. I do think that the Jets, that's where it makes sense for him to go, Deshaun Watson. I just don't know how the Jets flip Sam Darnold on the assumption that they're still going to wind up with one of those QBs. That You know, I mean, a guy like – the thing that's going to end up happening is I think Kyle Trask is going to be there at the top of the second. I don't know that that's appealing enough to make it happen. I'd like to think Deshaun Watson for the juice of it. It would be a fun thing to see Deshaun Watson go to the Jets – 
Um, but I think it's hard to, to construct the, the chronology so that you can deal away Sam Darnold. And I don't think that's enough for the Texans to get back in the trade, to excite their fan base. I think that's a factor that if you trade him to the Jets that you need the pick to come back and say, hey, guess what, though, Texans fans? We're all good because we got Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, and he's going to be our hero going forward now. So it's not that we got a nice consolation prize. I don't think Sam Darnold counts yeah. as a consolation prize. Maybe two of us. Um, all right, well, we'll go through some of these QBs here. I like mixing it up, though. But you know what? Dak Prescott. What if, what, what if, by the way, what if there's a Russell Wilson to Sean Watson trade? Is it, do you think that's a possibility? Well, Maybe. I mean, if Russell, if Russell Wilson wants out that badly, you don't think Houston would do that? And and then Deshaun obviously would love to probably go to Seattle, like trade out. Like he has a no trade clause, obviously, but you don't think they would – that Seattle's like, all right, fine, Russell, you want out? We'll just go get Deshaun Watson, who's younger than you, more you know, more upside maybe, and we'll just have Deshaun instead. Do you feel confident that Russell Wilson takes another snap for the Seattle Seahawks? I think there's more more likely than not he does, but I think that that I mean like like if you're John Steiner, if you're Seattle's GM, do you not call Houston and like hey man like we'll give you Russell. I don't know if Russell's a no trade clause. He he's pissed about it. We'll we'll just well the, Russell and Deshaun are probably paid about the same. We'll just get a we'll get a younger Russell Wilson. Well, also yeah, I think that that makes sense because um, but I also think to the Jets see I mean it's the. Uh, again, reminder, these are human beings. And so they have desires that exceed, um, extend beyond the, the, the football field. And Tom Brady wanted to be closer to his boy. So he stayed on the East coast instead of going to the West coast. That was a factor. Um, and Deshaun Watson's wife is a performer and New York city is appealing to her. And, um, I know that two summers ago they were trying to get to the Giants and then John Schneider shut it down at the last possible minute. But it sounds like Russell Wilson is still hankering to move on from Seattle. Um, he's getting frustrated and copycatting probably Tom Brady and seeing how Tom Brady um, got to victory. And by the way, Ben Roethlisberger should also be looking at that and rooting for that to, to establish a run game once again. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if, to see, because all of a sudden, this is this is the thing. But Patrick Mahomes is better than Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson, by the end of his third season in the NFL, had flirted with a championship game. At the last second, he loses yeah. in Atlanta in his rookie season. Then in the second season, he wins the Super Bowl. In his third one, the interception to Malcolm Butler. At that point, there would be no one on the face of the earth that would say, "Yeah, well, that's it for Russell Wilson in Super Bowl runs." Like that's that's never he hasn't been to a title game since then, and that wasn't three minutes ago either that that happened. And so the idea that Padra, I I could see Russell Wilson kind of recognizing his football mortality is nigh and he's not well positioned in Seattle. And he's starting to realize that Pete Carroll and, and that marriage, they had their run and it's now in the, it's now in the rear view and maybe it does make sense for him to move. And can he, in this new world order where guys where QBs can kind of decide, I, yeah, it's time for, for you to trade me. I want to move on. It, does he have the juice to make that happen and make it worth Seattle's while? It's interesting. Do you like this era of quarterbacks being like, peace, like I'm out. And like and teams too, right? I mean, and they started with the Chiefs trading for Patrick Mahomes. They were a playoff team with Alex Smith. They didn't have to trade for him. And then obviously the next year with the Josh Rosen, Kyler Murray. 
And now we're getting quarterbacks being like, I just, I'm over this. And teams like, oh, I'm over it too. But more on the no, quarterback I, side. I don't like it. I, well, I mean, I don't like it as a fan. I like it uh, as a man of justice. Yes, it's a, it's a, they're human beings. They should get to make their decisions. There's no other place where that kind, where this rule applies that, I mean, that in exchange for uh, $35 million annually, we also get to dictate on some, uh, to some degree where, which, uh, which office in pro football you have to work out of like, we, you know, but there isn't that that's a pretty good trade off that you get that much money. But on the other hand, where does that exist that you have to do it for that team versus the, the team you'd rather be on? It's a, it, I, I feel like you're able as an actor, you get to like, no, nah, I don't think I want to do that movie. I think I want to do that movie instead. It's, it's funny that these players are beholden to somebody who drafts them and everything else. I kind of, I, I'd be fascinated to see if you just said like, Hey, this idea of drafting and, and uh, all that kind of stuff, it's out the window. Now we're, we're going to do Ooh. that. Where would it like go? It'd be, a, it'd be a free for all dude. I'd love it. If it was, I, what I think would be great is that everybody has to play for their hometown. Just like you have to get, that would be a fun one. I would so love what, that. Like the Olympics, instead so, of playing for your nation, you have to play for your so hometown. So when, when I was, when I was, uh, used to play MVP 05, the best video game of all time, the best sports video game of all time. What I would do for the draft is I would draft every first baseman, just draft every first baseman. And then I would trade them to build my roster up. So, so instead of like drafting like a first baseman pitcher, but I just draft every good first baseman there was, and then I would have great trade. I just trade for like someone starting number one pitcher and the, the system would accept the trade. Right. Mm-hmm. But what stops someone in, in a draft from signing Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields? I mean, obviously they would want to compete with each other. So maybe not, but like, what if you just said, Hey, Trevor Lawrence, we'll give you 50 million signing bonus. Or Justin Fields, will get 50 million signing bonus. Zach Wilson, will get 50. Like they just loaded up on all these guys. And they just trade them away for the rest of the NFL. You're describing the Bill Simmons fantasy football method, and it never works. Spoiler alert. Oh, when you oh, load really? up on that position, it, yeah, works, it never I mean, works. It works in MVP 05. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about, yeah. Uh, yeah, that I'm going to have all the good QBs, and then you're going to come to me. You're going to be begging me. Like, not really, because uh, there are enough other good QBs. That's the problem. My ongoing point is that there are, not, are, are now enough decent QBs that you don't have to – uh, bend over backwards to get now, Bill, that Bill's theory though. You have to have all running backs, but the way you snake draft, you'd never get all of them. No. Well, yeah, that's why in fantasy you should do auction league, but that's a conversation for another oh, that feels Okay. I'm not a big fantasy guy, but the auction league just feels like too much work. Oh, it's the best. It's, it's the way to how, go. How many hours does that take? Uh, about the same as a snake draft, maybe a little bit more. I think we usually go three, four hours, how something like that. You get? Unlimited? Pardon me. How much money do you get to spend? Um, you have two hundred dollars. What's the most you've ever spent on a player? I spent, um, I spent a lot this year to get. I think even maybe as much as seventy, seventy-five to get Alvin Kamara, the guy who scored seventeen touchdowns in the title game weekend <laughs> of fantasy football, <laughs> making the Cool Cats once again the champion. Something's changed in pro football. One thing that is a constant here in the twenty-first century: the Cool Cats, spelled with two Ks, owned oh, by Dave Damashek in the winner circle. So That's predictable. Right. So predictable. Okay. Hey, uh, so do you think that um, next up, 49ers QB, 49ers QB will be? 
Um, good question. I will say it will be uh, Zach Wilson. Hmm. Will that slot in such a way that that is realistic for that to happen? I don't no, think so. I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying that. Um, I, I, I mean, I think I thought Sam Darnold would do really well there. They want they want Cousins, but I just don't really think Cousins. I don't know. I'm not sure that makes him any. Better. I know Shanny and Cousins are are very much in love and have been forever. And until Jimmy G kind of fell into their laps, that was always going to be the way it broke. Was Cousins in San Francisco? But it just is. I don't know. It just feels awfully uninspired to me that um, you're going to go from Jimmy G to to Kirk Cousins. And you know we can quibble about who's better and that Cousins is a better version, but is he that much better? Even optimistically, I don't really see the 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 big upgrade there. It would be cool to see the Niners get a guy like you know Deshaun Watson and see what uh, what Shanny could do with him. Um, all right, Patrick Mahomes. Here's a good one. This is a fun one. Again. Russell Wilson, we knew he was going to be in multiple Super Bowls. He may never get back. Dan Marino, when you watched him run off the field in Super Bowl 19, Al Michaels and company calling the game that night, couldn't say it quickly enough. Don't worry, Dolphins fans. The future is bright. Dan Marino got back to exactly zero Super Bowls after that. The story of these high-end QBs not making runs late in their career. Patrick Mahomes now, though, he's been anointed. He's the best. He's He's the best we've ever seen. Everybody agrees Patrick Mahomes will be in blank more Super Bowls. I will say he will be in no more than two more Super Bowls. Oh, I thought you were going to say no more. I would love it if you would go no more than two. Yeah. Okay. That See, now you're making some sense. Well, I've now said this, you're I've talking said before, reasonably. I said last week, I said there's no way he even passes Elway in the amount of Super Bowls. Like, that just, that's silly. Well, I mean, you know, because the anomalous Tom Brady out on the boat, the drunk guy um, with his hat on backwards, keeps going to Super Bowl. So I think it warps expectation. But, yes, he is now in the short term and things change fast. And uh, three years from now, we'll have a different power structure for the AFC West. But right now, right in his division is Justin Herbert. That team is going to be good in 2021. I mean, that 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 is um a, a team on the rise if the broncos get a qb and that's another place that people don't talk that much about deshaun watson but if deshaun watson lands in denver egad that's yeah. going to be good John was just going to ruin him like he's ruined everyone else you think so but anyway i do think that uh in the raiders i don't know like now you're hearing deshaun watson there maybe they go after russ what if that i mean that would swing things wildly but the assumption that that the Chiefs rule even their division for the next half decade is overly optimistic, in my opinion, let alone that they just dominate the AFC um, because that's what we've seen for the last couple of years is uh, is uh, silly. So, OK, so two more Super Bowls. Eddie Spaghetti, you have yet to chime in here today. How say you? Patrick Mahomes is going to be in how many more Super Bowls? I like the number... I was going to go three, but I'm going to go two, I think. I think with this current cast, with Hill and, and Kelsey, um, the uh, CEH and the other complimentary water receivers he has, he has about two to two or three more legitimate chances because obviously the offensive line is going to get back, get healthy. 
Um, and then I think what's going to happen is players start to leave. And obviously he gets a bit older. And like you mentioned, other quarterbacks may rise and other teams may kind of, they may just follow the, the Bucks method of like, you know, not that Brady wasn't great this year. I mean, you know, he had 40 touchdowns, but they they were a complete team. And I think this like weird stretch of the NFL, like this era of like, you have to be quarterback crazy. I, I think is going to kind of fade away. It's going to, they're going to focus more on like, let's build a complete team and a, quarterback could be capable enough to bring us there and that's kind of how i view the, the bucks team so i'll give Mahomes about two more i don't think they go back next year now do you have somebody you'd like to volunteer is there no not really but it's only the chiefs to go back it would seem very unlikely that they would be able to go to the third straight super bowl yeah um and but i don't again, but i don't but I, I think i heard you talk monday about this i think it could be the colts look i like i don't think it's buffalo i don't think it's cleveland if the Colts get a quarterback, their best position in the AFC to beat the Chiefs. Well, it's not going to be Deshaun Watson. You have to assume that the that the the Texans, as weird as their front office is now, is wise enough not to deal them within the division. Yeah, and I'll go back. So to, then who is their team? Who I'll is their? Back, team? I'll go back to Pittsburgh too, man. If if they can just be better on offense, they're going to be in it again next year. No. Listen, you're preaching to the choir on that. I mean, whether or not they're capable of going to the Super Bowl, I don't know. But I don't think it's that big a reach. I know everybody. I mean, it, it, it's so the, the 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 tip I have for everybody today is um, for anyone aspiring to, to, you know, write about sports or, or talking to a microphone or whatever is just express doom and gloom because you're likely to be right. It, 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 look at football. If you predict this team is, I can tell you right now, blank team is not winning the Super Bowl. You have a uh, a thirty one. Uh, what is what, what? How many times does thirty two go into thirty one? How many times? That's the percentage of uh, chance that you have of being correct. I, so you'll be smart if you. Predict I said at the end of last season that I did not think um, that um, I did not think that. Uh, the Bills will make the playoffs. Like I said on February 10th last year, I adjusted my opinion before the season started. And still Bills fans were like, see, you were wrong. Like I got so much more interaction from being wrong than I was about actually being right in the end. When I, you know, I changed my opinion after the, you know, everyone made their moves. Just predict negativity and more likely than not, you're going to be right. Because even if you are the Chiefs today, you're feeling negative about things and saying like, see, way back in July, that guy said that we weren't going to win the Super Bowl. He's a seer. Um, only one only one prediction is correct is picking the Bucks uh, way back then. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think the assumption now and I think all of a sudden now it feels pretty people are more clear eyed about the Chiefs and their future. But. On Friday before the Super Bowl, I think a lot of people would have been like, what are you, nuts? Patrick Mahomes is going to be in like six or 12 Super Bowls between now and uh, 2035. Sure. And like it's like now people are seeing like, yes, things evolve. And here comes um, Trevor Lawrence and Trevor Lawrence. Everybody understands the clear cut number one. But as I say perennially, as we move away from football season and into draft season and free agency, just remember the people that you're listening to, you're pouring over their 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 mock drafts and their and their scouting reports on this guy versus that guy and everything else. Remember, the people who do those things are right if they're good at it about 55, 60 percent of the time. They don't know any better or or or. They know maybe a tick better than you do. The the advantage 
of scout guys is that they know about offensive linemen who project to the sixth round who played at uh, Michigan directional school. Like the, the, the QBs you can assess pretty much on the same level. And I know that that would offend a lot of people, but ultimately I think that's pretty much true. Um, so Trevor Lawrence, everybody says he's definitely the guy you got to get. Is he three years from now, five years from now? Does Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, or otherwise uh, Trey Lance, is are, are any of those guys better than Trevor Lawrence? Um, hmm. Oh, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be pretty good. I would say, I would say, I put my money on Trevor Lawrence being the, the best one of the group. Best one of the group. Yeah. Um, even though, even though historically, I'm probably going to be wrong on that. Tom Brady will retire with how many Super Bowl uh, victories? Or appearances, even. Will Tom Brady get yeah, back? I, I, think, I think he will retire with 11. I think he'll go to one more Super Bowl. Do you really? I know. I can't believe I'm they, saying they, that. They, I, don't, they, I doubt it, but I doubt it. They should, I, be better. They, they should be better next year. Like, year one normally is where the, the bumps and bruises happen. Year two is typically the better year in a new kind of new quarterback offense. Um. All right. That's uh, that's pretty bold. I like that uh, quite a bit. There will be now in the copycat league, like I mentioned – now, everybody said, ourselves uh, included in this, like, look at what the Chiefs are doing. The, the, look at what the Bills are doing. They never run the ball. On the other side, though, the Bucks run the ball and did so more and more as the season wore on. And uh, and the Packers were predicated on running the ball largely for stretches of the season and so on. Is there now, with the Lombardi in tow, uh, with, a running, with, with a team that actually did commit to the run game in big spots, do we see copycat action and see running backs going in the first round? And if so, how many running backs go in the first round? Uh, we don't see copycat league. Leonard Fournette was not a player that Tampa Bay drafted. Um, they picked him up, obviously. Um, but he was a first round, but he was a first round sure. draft pick. And that to your earlier point about pedigree, he was drafted in the first right. round. So that matters. I, I would say just Najee Harris. So one. Oh really? Okay, not uh, okay. All right, there, there's some other names floating around out there. I I wouldn't be surprised. Ooh, like, like like ETN. Yeah, and and you know I also point to as a, a, another one I always say, and it's consistent with Tom Brady the last few years. That cheat when they won the title game in Arrowhead a couple of years ago, the Patriots. It was on uh, Sony Michelle's back, not Tom Brady's as much. And I really think that Super Bowl run doesn't happen without the first round draft pick of Michelle at that point. So I think there's some evidence in recent um, championship seasons that you do need a high pedigree running back. The mistake is not drafting one. It was not a mistake by Jerry Jones to draft Zeke Elliott over Jalen Ramsey, or maybe it was, but you know, Zeke Elliott was pretty good and made them relevant for a while. The problem is paying the running back a sizable second contract. That's the problem. And I don't care what Titans fans who and they want it. That's it. The, 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 I think we've seen the best of the Tennessee Titans as constituted because they overspent to keep Derrick Henry and they've had their nice run, but I think it's going to be diminishing returns on that one. The best free agent, the most impactful free agent, we could do it QB or maybe just do it any free agent out there. Who is going to be the most impactful? in 2021 Ooh, alan robinson a free agent yes right he's a free agent i believe um i will say um alan robinson 
Okay. I like that one. Do you think the Chiefs win the AFC West this season? Yes. The Steelers in the AFC North will finish where? Um, I'm going to go back to, well, they're going to finish first. Ooh, I like it, Jeff Schwartz. I think that people are getting a little crazy about the assumption that the Steelers – it's it's weird how the snowball narratives go that like the Steelers are just at like they're they're not the Jaguars. They they went to the playoffs. Yes, it was an embarrassing first quarter against uh again it was disgraceful to lose in that fashion to of all teams the Cleveland Browns in that fashion was terrible. That doesn't indicate that the that the Steelers are, you know, a complete burn down. And uh, in line for a rebuild. To your point, I think if they get, and I don't know how easy it'll be to get a difference maker in the first round at left tackle, but if they can get that, then I think they're I think they're kind of fine. I really think that they're like you say about the the defense. I think the sky is not falling as much as the local media in Pittsburgh wants to convince you because of high expectations. And we were duped. We were eleven and zero, and look where we wound up. I think they are fine. Whereas. Talk about a tackle. Orlando Brown now is basically insistent on getting out of Baltimore. So what that does to the team, I don't know. The the um, of evolving defenses reacting to what Lamar Jackson's trying to do. Obviously, this past season, not as good as the year before. No. Does that continue on that track? I don't know that the Ravens are necessarily, um, you know. Uh, and again, another one, too, like you said. Okay, Baker Mayfield. They're definitely gonna. They're now gonna extend him. That doesn't make it the right thing to do. I I I, I don't know that that. So to me, it's about the stability of that offensive line in Cleveland. If if that thing comes apart, so too do the Browns. So I I I think the Steelers could do as well as finishing first. They could also finish last if Roethlisberger plays like he did um, for stretches in December. I think that's less likely. Now let you know what Eddie Spaghetti's here. The New York Giants, they're going to finish where in the NFC East? Man, I really, just because they're trending upwards and a lot of the teams in the division luckily are trending downwards, I really want to say first, but I'm not because I'm trying to be level-headed. I will say they finish, um, they're going to finish second because Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in the division and he will stay with the Cowboys and he will just somehow will them to like a win, win or two above above the Giants. What do you think about that, Shorts? Is Dak back in uh, 2021 for sure? Sal has his sources inside the the Cowboys building. He's sure that they're going to do it. I just if if you're Jerry Jones, don't and Stephen Jones, don't you look around and say like, yeah, we it's not like we're uh, a play away, a game away from making a lot of hay and making a Super Bowl run. They're pretty far away with Dak Prescott. I mean, I don't I don't get the argument for keeping Dak. But where where do you go if you? I don't know. That? You're just so far away from being relevant. It's not like I, well, we yeah, keep Dak. He's, he's, he's like I, yeah, he's awesome. I think he's, they feel like they're. I think they feel like they're not that far away. Well, then they're deluding themselves, right? Yeah, I agree. So I agree. I mean, I think I think they're they can be far away, but Dak maybe gives you the best chance, especially if you get him a little cheaper than you might have gotten him because he's coming off injury. Man, I, I, if if I were the Cowboys, I would really be looking around at and seeing about if you tag Dak and then send him up to again. 
to these teams that you're hearing about, to Indianapolis and, and seeing what you can get from uh, Ballard or to the Jets at number two and getting Fields or Zach Wilson in return or to San Francisco. I think that Dak is a key figure and the assumption that he's definitely back in Big D um, kind of spoils the fun of the QB carousel, if nothing else. But I do think that the Cowboys, if they're uh, if they're paying attention, should be looking to reboot, get a QB on a rookie deal and flesh out the rest of the roster. Because I I do like the pieces there, but it isn't it isn't adding up to success. Um, so the idea that you just are going to run it back. I know Dak got hurt with you, but I'm talking about beyond just the past season. The last couple of seasons have been disappointing with Dak. They have been. If they move Dak, I'm, I'll change my pick. The Giants win the division. Seriously. I just, I mean, I know you don't like it. You take it as a personal slight, um, no, but Daniel Jones is not the guy. Daniel Jones is not the guy. I'm not saying that Daniel Jones can't string together a 10 win season for you and be, and you'll be excited. I'm talking about like, but for, that Daniel Jones is not one of these five-year guys that's okay. going to be like, yeah, Daniel Jones under center. We're in good shape at that. He's just not one of those guys. Doesn't matter. It does not matter. Look what happened with the Chiefs. They're just they were they like Mahomes masked a million problems with them, and they got and they got beat in the Super Bowl. I'm not just that's a bad. I mean, maybe a bad example because they made. What the is Super your Bowl. comparison? You're comparing. My comparison, my comparison is that if you build a roster, a solid roster, which is what the Giants should have post draft, post free agency, if they're in a division with Heineke and Jalen Hurts and not Dak Prescott, I, I don't know. They're getting Barkley back. They 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 kept you know. The uh, Patrick Graham, defensive coordinator, they're, they're picking 11, should get a, maybe a dynamic receiver, may have some money to throw at a pass rusher. It's not a bad spot. Like uh, their, their roster is pretty solid. If the Giants could get Russell Wilson, which they almost did two years ago, if they could you're make a call back, you're cutting a team. Gutting a team. Not it's too, it's, yeah, you are. You cost way too much money, and then you're going to throw so much, and you're, you're losing draft yeah, picks. They're, they're gonna, Jeff Schwartz, Jeff Schwartz, talk some sense here. To, to yeah, but you're going to pay Daniel Jones, which is going to be a mistake. You're going to pay Saquon Barkley, going to be a mistake. Someone asked me the other day, should they pay Saquon Barkley early? I said, uh, the answer should be never. I mean, never. About, uh, it, look, 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 look. If if Jones struggles this year, if he if the first eight games he's miserable, that's it. Like it's over with. That's that's without a doubt. But I'm saying if like their roster's in a good spot and will be a lot better going forward. And I know you're gonna laugh at me, but it's like it's the, really the truth. Maybe at a right tackle, maybe at a pass rusher, if they draft someone like Waddle at eleven, like you're giving Jones weapons. Like I, and I, again in a division with Heineke and. Jalen Hurts and not Dak Prescott. Well, he's not going to be that, – that, that contract was very misleading. His base salary is a million dollars. That's a very – Sure. The four that's, years, that's, the two years, $8 million. You look at it, you're like – I saw the reports today that's actually basically two one-year deals. Like, they're a million dollars a year. He has to actually play to get any of that. Well, regardless, they still be Washington twice last year. I, I'm, I, the roster's trending upwards, and you can keep saying Daniel Jones is not the guy, but it's like all these teams, these huge quarterbacks. They just, they, all they do is mass, massive holes on rosters, and the Giants are actually it, building a solid roster. If Daniel, the, Jones, if Daniel Jones could play Washington every week of the year, you guys would win the Super Bowl. I mean, no, right. I what Spaghetti's I getting at, but if, are you suggesting? So what you're, su- but what you're suggesting, Spaghetti, is, and it doesn't like. It, it is counterintuitive in this way, is in pro football. You either have st- a nice 53, you know, evenly spread uh, roster, talent, top to bottom all over, um, or 
you trade that and you have some gaping holes, but they're obscured by your superstar QB. And there are really only four to seven guys that kind of fit that description who are good enough to cover up all those warts. But if you're saying you'd rather have that top to bottom solid roster instead of Russell Wilson, I think you're wrong. True, Jeff Schwartz? You're better off. I mean, are you saying spaghetti? And if you could flip – it, that that you wouldn't flip Daniel Jones and a first and another first for Russell Wilson right no now? No way. There's no way in hell I would do that. Look oh at my how many, god! You oh know, my you're, god! Spaghetti. Look at who? How, who you get, yes, Tom Brady, phenomenal year, phenomenal game. Like it was playoff run for the most part. They won the game because of the running backs. They won the game because of Devin White and the linebackers and Todd Bowles' defense. Like they, th- that's the reason why they won that game. Like they're not winning the game because Brady ran around the field and was making play after play. He's a forty-three-year-old man. His point is, he brings the qualities Brady brings at this point is being able to dissect things at the line of scrimmage and uh, the instant the the ball the hits him in the hands. After the snap, that that that's Tom Brady's virtue at this point. It's not the, the it's not, not superhuman traits. The Bucks do not have holes. The Seattle the Seattle Seahawks are a team that has a bunch of holes, and they're letting Russell Wilson do what he's doing. They're not winning games. The Giants right now, like I said, add Waddle, add a right tackle, add a pass rusher, and they're getting Barkley back. They're looking pretty good. They're, look at the names of guys who have made it deep into the playoffs. You have Blake Borles, you have Case Keenum. Like I mean, you can Daniel Jones to me is better than those guys. If they got that far with those teams, there's no reason why Daniel Jones, who before this past season everyone was in love with, because everyone's a prisoner of the moment. Sorry, I, I'm I'm right here. This is 100. Right. I I think I think I think, I think Notre Dame is going to suck too. So it's going to be a rough year for you. Yeah, well, they will. But the Giants, I'm, I'm, the Notre Dame will, Notre Dame will struggle, but the Giants are going to be fine. The Giants and, are going to be. And now that I'm off the show, I can just say whatever I want, and I'll have no repercussions because you won't be able to find me. Anymore. I know. I know you hate the Giants for whatever reason, but it's I don't just hate like, the Giants. I don't hate the Giants. I think Daniel Jones is not very good. Look, I take it on the chin. It doesn't matter. A lot of quarterbacks in the NFL aren't good. Their roster will be fine if he's average. If he's okay, they can make the playoffs. But simple as that. Schwartz, Schwartz, way in here. What do you think? Do you think that the Giants would be better off trading? You're literally saying have a crap roster and a good quarterback who's going to be 32 and and losing two first rounders. I think the Giants would trade. (laughs) I predict wise assery coming up here. Uh, I think she had Deshaun Watson. Make it happen. Just I agree. I different story. He's 25. I'm not saying that the Giants will do this. I'm saying because, of course, again, egos get in the way of these things, and so they'll think they'll be over-impressed. I trade, with I with trade. One. Why they they made one? the draft picks, so they want them to work. They're incented to make their choices work, so they're not going to be as quick to be like, yeah, that was screwed up what we did over there. Like They're, they're not going to try to move on from those mistakes, but – if they're if they're thinking it through, of course they'd be better off. Forget, uh, yeah, of course they'd right. be better off with Deshaun Watson. They'd be better off with Russell Wilson too. Why in the Texans one? Why haven't the Seahawks one lately? Like like these teams are have humongous flaws, and they think the star quarterback could mask it. I, I just don't buy that. Like I know it's cool to be on Twitter and say like you need an elite quarterback. I don't buy into it. There's no you can't convince me otherwise. The Bucks prove you don't need you don't need that. You need to build a really good roster. That's what understand. it is. I don't understand. I mean, Tom Brady Tom, is an Tom elite Brady's, QB. What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, Tom Brady. If you put that, if you put Tom Brady on the Chiefs, where, where do the Chiefs end up? Same place. I, I don't think so. 
I don't think so. I think the Chiefs, like you said, down the stretch, they had too many holes. They had a bad offensive line. How did Tom Brady? Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, if you're, we're assuming that the Chiefs are healthy, right? I mean, you can't just assume their offensive line. No, I'm talking about in that game, in that, in the, in the game we just like. No one's winning with that offensive line, but Daniel Jones ain't winning that game either. Like, no one's winning. Sure, sure, I, I, I agree, and I think that like the problem is having these elite top end quarterbacks masks up is is a huge problem, and people are just obsessed with it. You're paying these quarterbacks a ton of money, and I'm willing to give it a shot with a really good roster and a quarterback who could just get it done. Jared the Goff. Just need to, they, need to resign, they need to resign Eli Manning. Just get over with. Now, you know what, for real, what spaghetti is? Talk about being a prisoner. You're a prisoner of the past, and I know you don't remember it. You weren't alive for it. But what you are thinking about is, because you played against, I'm sure you've seen the highlights. I'm sure your, your old man tells you stories about Phil Sims against Joe Montana and Jeff Hostetler against Montana otherwise. And you've had a couple of magical runs or Giants fans did in the last whatever 40 years had a couple of things where you where you broke through and everything went just right for you but the odds of those things happening and everything going just right don't add up to the same of what the Seahawks have had in the last decade with Russell Wilson yeah everything it's just got the, the you gotta net, thread the needle just so for one magical run if your QB is Eli or but Eli did it twice, and Russell Wilson still has yet to do it. Deshaun Watson yet to be in a serious right, playoff but, run. But, and but, what people, what do people say? Oh, the Giants won because they ran the ball with Jacobs and Bradshaw. But, oh, because the but, defensive line was really good. Because he's right though. Like your line was awesome. Here's, here's, I don't. But Dave's right about this: is that when you have a guy like Russell Wilson, you have a chance every year to win a championship, right? When you got like like Eli Manning, you have a chance. Like and Eli cashed in on the two opportunities he had. You have a chance sparingly compared to having Russell Wilson. Like that's the difference. And so, sure. Daniel, to your point, and what you said is that if everything goes right, Daniel Jones can win the championship. Well, that's that doesn't happen very often, and it happens right. less and less now. Let you me say this: to too. that's right. Win. That's right. And let me say too: the thing about Aaron Rodgers, and I'm a I have been for a decade a huge Rodgers guy, and it is weird that he's only been to the one Super Bowl which he won, and that he's never been back. Also. As Sal says, Tony Romo says, and it makes sense, it's hard to get to the Super Bowl and win it. So that's part of the excuse. They only give out the one Lombardi every year. But here's even the guy who people hold up is like, well, then how do you explain Aaron Rodgers? If he's so great, why is his team not in the Super Bowl? QB wins matter, winning the Lombardi matters most. But Aaron Rodgers, for the record, has played in five title games. You know, that that's the difference. Like when people hold up Jim Plunkett, like, well, how did Jim Plunkett get through and win two Super Bowls? Okay, he did it twice. And in both of those occasions, just like Eli, they they did it. And that was clutch, and that's remarkable. But it's the consistency of getting to those spots. Late January, Aaron Rodgers did it five times in his career. That's not nothing. Dan Marino did it only three. I give him a little bit. Of a break because after he ripped his Achilles pretty early in his career, he was different. He got fat and all that. Um, but it's pretty consistent that the best QBs are playing in big games. Whether they win them or not, it, it it's a factor, but it's the consistency of getting to those spots and giving your team a chance, no matter how flawed the overall roster is. That's just the difference between a middle-class QB and one of those Five or six. That's why everybody falls all over themselves to get Deshaun Watson because they see Deshaun Watson at least gives us a chance of probably half the time making a run at the title game. 
I, I think, well, the Packers are a great point. Kind of what I'm talking about. They just did a terrible job of building a team. They draft a quarterback in the first round. Don't give him any weapons. And it's like, they're like, okay, man, get it done. Rogers. Like that's my philosophy. I just don't believe in like the, all right, you got to get this quarterback. Got to do, got to give up everything for an elite quarterback. And you're going to give him, you know, or, or the quarterback you draft, you give him a year or two year window to figure if he's going to figure it out. Like I, I, if I was a GM, I don't believe in that philosophy. I've, I've constantly just rehauling the roster to make sure you get that guy. I think I, I think if I had a solid roster and you get a quarterback who can get it done, there's been plenty of examples of that. I'm okay with that. I don't think you should sell out completely for a chance at an elite guy because you just don't know if they're going to bring you over the hump. Okay. Well, you're rooting for a Flacco year is what you want. And that's hard to come by. I'm the exact opposite. I would go everything out for quarterback and figure it out afterwards. That's right. That's right. Look at the Bucks. The, the Bucks burning Fournette. The Bucks burning AB. Like they, I mean, they did bring in some pieces that you don't know where they would be without those guys. It's all you know. I, I think they did a really good job. I think that's kind of the model. And yes, Brady was awesome. Brady also threw three picks for his Green Bay. It's just you know he was aided at some points. That's my that's my point. I mean, yeah. He's also Tom Brady, and you're you're comparing with Daniel Jones. No, I'm not comparing him to Jones at all. I'm comparing it just in general. I just don't think, like, again, like people are obsessed with Watson. Yes, if you if the price was right for sure, but it's like a you know they the Texans had other really good players and they didn't make Matthew Stafford is the only guy in the 21st century who is a really good QB who has been on a protracted loser. That's I mean that that that's not a fluke. If you have a good QB, you generally are a perennial playoff contender at minimum. And the really good QBs to have their team playing in not just in the playoffs, but then they like win a game or two and like, oh, look at that back in the title game again, win or lose. I mean, at 60 minutes, it starts. I always say John Elway, his greatest things were getting those bum teams to Super Bowls, those Broncos teams in the 80s. Some of them were real junk, and he dragged them there. They would get hammered by Montana or otherwise once they got there, Doug Williams. But his presence there was owed to himself, not anybody on the roster. I think the bottom line is is a very long conversation about something that's not going to happen, or maybe it will. But (laughs) Russell Wilson, if he lands with the Jets or Giants, I mean, just look at 2020 season. Are, is the claim that the Giants wouldn't have won the division if Russell Wilson would have been their QB? If Russell Wilson is the Giants QB in 2020, they make the playoffs this year. The end, right? Uh, yeah, I, I would say, yeah, despite their injuries and their, yeah, uh, I think, I think so. But again, you're, what are you giving up? Like, I think trending forward, they're in a position to be a good team. That's my entire point. Gutting an entire roster, like Seattle has good players. Seattle has holes. Seattle did not succeed in the way people thought. So I don't, I think this weird obsession over QBs is just, I, if I was a GM, I would build a team in an entirely different way. That's just my philosophy of it. Look I who was just in, look who was just in the final four, spaghetti. I mean, come on. Well, look, I, I mean, look who was in. Look who was in that final fours. I could point to other final fours, and I could uh, and, and there's bad guys in there. Okay, um, Schwartz. I don't want to hold you up here, but you have to come back in mid October when we open up the time capsule specifically about the Giants stuff. When we look at Daniel Jones, yeah, like and we're like, well, and then we're talking about like, man, this Giants team would be good if they didn't have Daniel Jones as their QB. I mark my words now, Eddie Spaghetti. You, I want you to, I want you to earmark this. And I'm not saying this only pull it out if I'm right, but you have to be a man of uh, of honor here. Spaghetti. I always do. I always and have. pull this out. You got it. You got to show this if I'm if I'm right about it too. Mid October, the buzz in New York will be man. Deshaun Watson was out there. Russell Wilson was out there. Sam Darnold, and we stuck with Daniel Jones, and now here we are. 
I mean, could have been good. Could have been a contender. Could have been a contender. We'll be like Brando. There's plenty of, uh, but it's not even just him though. I'm talking about like I, they want to move on from Derek Carr in Oakland. It's like why not build a, 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 an excellent team around him and see what he could do. Like that's just my I don't understand that whole thing of like this guy's good, but we're gonna we gotta flip him for someone else. I just it's like flipping houses. I don't get that. I don't understand the point of that because then you're just getting rid of other good players and future picks, and you're putting all your cap into one guy. And then if you don't win with him for the next two or three years, then you're screwed. Like I I just don't understand this weird philosophy. It's like a weird recent trend in the NFL. I don't get it because all players are not equal and of not of equal import. And that's why the QBs make so much more than the average football player does. Cause they have, they have a much more sizable impact on the, on the game's result. That's the, that's the answer I would uh, give there. Hey Schwartz. Yes. Uh, final thought. You'll be back with us uh, uh, yes. very soon. I trust. Right. Yes. I'll say this. We lost. I don't want to shift into, into, um, Sad stuff, but you know our our pal Chris Wessling from around the NFL over at NFL Media passed away um, the last few years. Rough on him physically, but emotionally, probably I'm gonna say the rank among the best of his life because um, that's when he got together with his uh, his wife Lakeisha, and they had a lovely little boy Link, um, who really is the spitting image of Wes. And so I'm glad that, um, that he got to hold his little boy. You're seeing a lot of pictures of that. I'm heartbroken for Lakeisha and for Link and for all his pals, uh, um, from around the NFL and all his fans. But I do say that, um, amidst all this obvious, um, sadness that I real I, I, I talk, I joke about living over surviving. I mean, I can't imagine that, Anything, whatever line of work you're in, getting to deal with your pals and getting to laugh with your friends and you're working, somebody somehow you convince people to give you money to do it. That's really cheating life. That's beating life when you get to do that. And I feel like that's exactly what we've gotten to do this football season. Love chopping it up with you. I'll be back at some point. You're my guy forever. Uh, We've enjoyed having you with us here. And, you know, obviously it's not like uh, we're saying goodbye to you forever here, but uh, it's been, I I feel like we've uh, been able to beat life a little bit for the last few months to flip. I mean, when it's work and it's like, oh, I got to go flip the microphone on and talk to Schwartz and Spaghetti about football season. And that's and that's our jobs. I mean, that's that's what you should aspire to get to do is to get to do whatever it is, whatever your pleasure is in life, to be able to figure out how to make that your job and to do it with your chums. I mean, it's, fantastic. You know, it's the best. It is. It is. So we thank you, Jeff Schwartz, and we'll Thanks keep it with me. you sooner rather than later and uh, make sure that uh, as i say jeff schwartz isn't going away he's uh, still doing jeff schwartz is smarter than you all his stuff at fox sports he's a tremendous follow he's been honored as such as one of the great football follows in all the land and if you're a gambler of course make sure you just follow him along he'll be um laying some loot down on uh, on his lakers and i'm sure on his giants and uh, oh, yeah. when baseball season comes around yeah, and all that Try to fade the Dodgers as much as possible, which seems probably impossible now they got all the Trevor Bowers now. Screw the Dodgers. I hate the Dodgers. Bad year for you coming up here because you're hated, even though you're from Los Angeles. LA is probably the most likely. I like the Lakers, though. I'm a Lakers fan. Lakers, I can't see how they don't. Just not not a Dodgers fan. Okay. All right. Sorry Kings ain't going to do it. All right, Schwartz, you're the tops, pal. Let's uh, kibitz in the next couple few weeks. 
um, on, on on this program, and we'll continue to text uh, offline here. But oh, uh, there you go. Anything else to plug there? You want to you want to throw nope. in there? A beautiful face. It's very it's very handsome. So all right, go lose 120 pounds in time for next season. All right, bye guys. There goes the great Jeff Schwartz, everybody. And uh, before we jump into spaghetti and meatballs for their uh, three stars of the week in uh, in the hockey season, specifically the, in the Mass Mutual um, division, let me tell you about, uh, like I say, a lot of us, I think, I, you, you like me, I've been tuned into NBA season, but I think we now really turn our gaze to pro basketball, college basketball, NHL, and uh, and baseball season. Obviously, we'll be keeping our eye on free agency and the draft in pro football. But the thing I love about basketball is finding new player props and game props, and that emerging trend in uh, in the sports book world is uh, what's especially cool about what FanDuel has going because you can combine those props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. It's the same game parlay bet, and you can find them only on FanDuel. Um, The player point totals, rebounds, assists, the money line, the game total, the point spread, and otherwise. And right now, new and existing users can get up to $25 back each day if if your parlay falls one leg short with same game parlay insurance. Dig that. You can get your money back every day with game with same game parlay insurance that's why i like to go through FanDuel. and you know just as a for instance eddie spaghetti let's build one here real quick shall we let's uh let's figure one out okay so we're recording on thursday and the sixers are um going to play the portland trailblazers this evening I like the Sixers giving five and a half. There's one leg there. You can jump in on that. The total game, the total on the game is 229 and a half. I like that one to go over. Ben Simmons scoring over 10 points. Sure. I'll jump in on that one too. Those are three legs right there that I've thrown together. Spaghetti, anything strike your fancy on the NBA slate here? Or uh, did I do, do a good job of telling you how easy it is to put one of these together? I, I think you did a great job. There is an NBA game I do like. Uh, the Boston Celtics are at home giving a three and a half to the Toronto Raptors. I think uh, the Celtics are a team that it wouldn't surprise me if they made a deep, deep run. Uh, and they're at home. They need a, you know, a big win uh, versus another solid team in the Raptors. So I like them winning this game by more than three, uh, three and a half points. FanDuel Sportsbook, it's so easy to use. It's easy to register, to deposit. The withdrawals come fast. They pay you within 24 hours. Um, odds boosts and specials every day like I'm talking about same game parlay and beyond every day big super boosts every weekend live betting Um, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app Um, try the same game parlay and here's the important part make sure you use the promo code Um, go through FanDuel.com slash minus three again the word minus the number three Minus three, fanduel.com minus three um, is how you do it. And now let's jump in, shall we? From pro football, heavy pro football as usual, but it's time to turn the page here, Eddie Spaghetti. I told you, I told the world, I told Cousin Sal yesterday, who knew he and I line up the one team that we're both picking in March Madness right now. I had no idea. Illinois. We both love Illinois. Jump in on that. Join us on that one. I think you can get them right now on FanDuel at plus 1400, I think is where I saw them. Jump in on that one. Um, 
if you want to ride with us. I really like the way that team's constructed, but that's college basketball. It's time now for hockey talk. It's time for spaghetti and meatballs. All right, we're back with another edition of Spaghetti and Meatballs. Eddie Spaghetti here with the great Mikey Meatballs. Let's get into our a third star of the week. My third star of the week, and I really wish Sheck was here to poke fun at him, but Ron Hextall, Brian Burke, named GM and president of Hockey Ops for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Ron Hextall, Philadelphia Flyer goalie, now playing uh, or general managing the Pittsburgh Penguins is very funny. I mean, a, a real true rival showing up for Lemieux's team uh, there. But the one thing that is getting lost on Brian Burke, president of the, of the hockey ops, I mean, he's I'm sure Hextall is going to answer to him. And if you, you know, if you don't think about American hockey with the Olympic team and stuff, Brian Burke, very well respected name. And a lot of people shocked to see him come back to the NHL ranks to, to help out this team. And, you know, they're going to, like I said, the last week, they're going to be in a really, really interesting spot here to kind of move this team for what they were with Crosby and, and Malkin to what is their next phase going to be. But it seems like, you know, the players and, and Sullivan are open up to it. Crosby came out the same and they're open to Hextall and obviously Burke. So they seem OK with it. I don't know if you have any quick thoughts on that, uh, Mikey Meatballs, but that, that's a pretty interesting hire, uh, two hires by them. Yeah, I think for Burke to come in with Hextall, I think they must see something within that organization that they could work on building. So, I mean, I know Crosby, Malkin, Latang getting a little bit older, but they must see something within the depth. I mean, I don't know how much I don't think they have too much in terms of the depth, but they got to figure they can build somewhere on something. I'm going to go with the 10 year anniversary of fight night between the Islanders and Penguins. Uh, this came, this, this happened um, 10 years ago and there were 65 penalties issued, 15 fighting majors, 21 game misconducts, 346 penalty minutes and an Islanders win over Pittsburgh nine to three. Um, I believe Matt Martin and Trevor Gillies both ended up getting suspended from that game. Uh, it's a fun game. If you go back and wa- uh, watch on YouTube and uh, hopefully maybe we see something like that today, uh, make it a little exciting. Moving on to our second star of the week. Well, last week I talked about the Tony D'Angelo trade with the Rangers, disgraced defenseman. He's 25 years old. They said they will he will no longer be playing in a Rangers uniform ever again. Last night, Rangers-Bruins game, Bobby Mack, Bob McKenzie, the great uh, insider, came on the NBC broadcast and said basically there's going to be no trade like imminently, but... There are, there's a sense that a few teams are very interested and just kind of want to take the the slow approach here and let some time go by, you know, after this whole incident or multiple incidents, rather. Flames, Red Wings, Kings, and Ducks are the teams that are interested in him. And like, like I said, I said mostly about this last week that he has skill. If he keeps his head on straight, he could figure it out. It won't be with the Rangers, and, and rightfully so. I think he's caused too much drama here. But these teams that are looking for a guy, a puck moving defenseman who's 25 years old and probably on the cheap, uh, on the very cheap, they can get someone like that who will be a dynamic player for them. I was shocked to see the Rangers can get some of the names. I'm not even going to throw the names out there because like, I don't want to jinx it. But some of the names that are thrown out there are pretty shocking that I did not think they would get in return because of what he, what Tony Diaz caused. But it's an update on not much of an update, basically just saying there will be a trade, but it's not going to come anytime soon. Yeah, I think um, I don't know, some of those teams are interesting. I, I know... Uh, Calgary could use some help defensively, but, um, yeah. you know, Anaheim, they got some younger prospects. So it's kind of, it's, you know, 
I don't know how much you want that around, but I'm not an NHL GM. So I'm going with the Eastern Conference uh, defenseman. Um, well, specifically uh, Mass Mutual. Uh, so we have some older players in this division, but in a few years, it's going to be, it's still going to be really, really tough. I mean, just to go off the list, you have P.O. Joseph for the the Penguins, who, of course, scored his first goal against the Islanders. That's a that's a typical Islanders thing. But um, he he looks like he's got got some talent uh, there. I think the Penguins can build on him. Um, Zaboral for the Bruins. He is a a solid. He'll never be great offensively, but defensively, he he serves a purpose there, and I think he he's a fine replacement for um. Krug and Char, and I think they can build on him. Uh, Keandre Miller, he is he's really good. Like he's going to be really good. I, I'm an Islanders fan saying that, and he's he just seems to be in the right place at the right time every single time. Like he's he's got a stick down. He just he plays he plays like a much older defenseman, and it it pains me to say that as an Islanders fan, but I can't hate on him. He, he's he's going to be really good. And Fox too. I, he's not a rookie, but between those two, they got uh, they got something special there. I appreciate um, you. I really appreciate you uh, coming forward and, and opening up and being honest. It's truly. I'm an Islanders fan, but I, I don't like to show show bias. You know, Rangers suck, whatever. But I, I, I can't I can't hate too much on when the talents there. Um, just to rattle off two more real quick, Ty Smith. He's really good offensively for the Devils. Uh, he's climbing up the Calder race. He's I think he's either first or second in points for rookies. Um, and he's good defensively too. And then finally, Noah Dobson, uh, he has some mishaps. He doesn't get a ton of ice time, but he's, he can move the puck pretty well for a defenseman. I think he's going to be there for the future in a long time. Moving on to our first stars of the week. This one is like a two-parter. They kind of tie in together and it's some uh, unfortunate news first with the Rangers Flyers, their game at MSG on Sundays postponed due to the Flyers COVID issues. Uh, a number of players ha- have it or done the protocol list, including Claude Giroux. I know their games versus the Capitals were postponed. They have two games with the Devils that were postponed. The games have not been rescheduled yet. And I know the Flyers as of now can't practice at least until the following Monday from when we are recording right now on Thursday. The reason why I brought that up is because it's interesting timing to see the game versus the Rangers being scheduled or postponed at MSG is because I know, Mike, you want to talk about this too a little bit, but Governor Cuomo of New York said that on February 23rd, arenas could open up 10% capacity in the state of New York. So obviously MSG is being one of those. And, you know, then now the Islanders could could play as well with some fans in the arena, 10%. We are talking, I mean, just because you have teams that are suffering, including the Devils recently in that area with the, the COVID-19 virus, and now we're allowing fans back. So it's positive that fans get to see their favorite teams. I wish I was back in New York to, to see them, but the teams that are playing for the games you'd pay for are now dealing with this virus. So a very, very weird stretch of hockey going on. A lot of teams being affected by this. But like I said, bright side, fans are allowed back in the stadium in a few weeks to to watch some games, or very few fans, rather. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I, I know it's only 10% capacity, and I think season ticket holders have first dibs. But uh, I don't know, maybe we get extra points to, to pay for a trip for both of us to see see one last game with the Garden Coliseum. Now you're cooking with Yes, that's exactly right. We need maybe we take to- – uh, Yes. We we talked to Sal about that. Yes, okay. we'll bring along Harry. Yes. Of oh course. yeah, definitely. I'll be definitely. in our hockey sweater. That's a great idea. That's awesome. Yeah, we're well, uh, mentioning that to Sal. But um, my first star of the day, 
uh, Michael Dalcole, as my name is on the screen right now. Nice. Uh, it's a make-or-break year for Michael Dalcole, and while he hasn't played with too much talent, he's more been a bottom six guy. Uh, they bumped him up to the second line with Everly and Nelson, and he's looked pretty good. Um, he's gotten a lot of hate from Islanders fans over the years. Uh, they've dra- they drafted him for you know his offensive skills. Hasn't really shown much, maybe because he, he was playing with the bottom six talent. But now with Nelson, Everly, he looks like he's got a step to his game. And, and uh, I think he knows it's make or break. So he's he's really trying his hardest. And, hey, you got to keep him out there for now. They're, they're winning with him. Just hopefully, uh, you know, with Bovilia coming back, I, I think, you know, Komarov, obviously, you can take him out of the lineup. But uh, Bailey's probably going to be that. It, it, they're not going to sit him down, but he's going to – he's kind of that – that odd man out in terms of how he's playing right now. So hopefully um, they figure out something with him. Maybe, uh, you know, I was thinking maybe drop him to the third line and let him play more a defensive role with Peugeot. And I- I'd love to see Walsh and Marbellas in the first line and just let them shoot the puck at the net with Barzal playing. Tasty plate full of stars. Thank you, spaghetti and meatballs. Nice job, fellas. I still disagree with you, spaghetti. You should try to get Russell Wilson if you can, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, thanks everybody. All football season long, hang with us through basketball, baseball, hockey, free agency draft, all the rest of it. We'll keep coming, uh, keep coming at you at least once a week, if not more, be on the lookout for you in the meantime, for Jeff Schwartz, Eddie Spaghetti and Mikey Beatballs. Thanks so much sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. <laughs>